Queensland's health system is a large and complex beast, with our clinicians working tirelessly to not only deliver care, but improve how it is delivered into the future. Clinical excellence stories shine a light on hardworking clinicians across our state, exploring their work, why they do it, and how their passion is translating into better outcomes in their communities. These are the stories Find Tomorrow's Care. While care is constantly improving, treatment for non-reversible kidney disease can prove to be a complex and time-consuming burden on patients' lives. On average, a person will dialyse three times a week for a minimum of five hours per session. Even taking into account my questionable math skills, that means that one in ten Australians are, on average, spending two workdays a week connected to a machine. That's time away from their life inside, unable to work, or do what they love. Thankfully, there are many services across Queensland, like Toowoomba's Home Dialysis Unit, that are adapting their models of care to provide dialysis treatment at a time and location that suits the people they care for. I am Anthony Crump and I have kidney disease. Dr. Sridevi Govindrajlu, one of the nephrologists and the director of the renal unit at Toowoomba. This is basically our new dialysis unit. This was purpose-built for nocturnal dialysis treatment. We have 10 stations here, uh, which we use for training purposes and for patients to have dialysis for respite purposes and also some of our patients to have nocturnal dialysis treatment in the facility at night. So my name's Sharon and I'm one of the clinical nurses in the home dialysis unit. I work specifically with hemodialysis patients. So dialysis is a therapy that replaces the function of your kidneys when they fail. So you think about the fluid that you drink, your body depends on your kidneys to excrete that excess fluid and also the waste products that your body accumulates. If those elements are allowed to accumulate, your body can't continue to function. So you require dialysis to um, balance everything. Life on dialysis is very restrictive. So most people dialyse either every alternate day or at least three times a week. 
And at the end of the day, the more dialysis you have, the healthier you are and the better your long-term prognosis is. We have a very wide age group. Um, we have a fellow who came to us when he was 16. He's now 18. And uh, probably the oldest person we would have would be in their late 70s. I've known Anthony since he was around 25. Um, he started his dialysis career in centre, so he was supported by nursing staff. I think that the transition to dialysis was difficult for him because of his age um, and also his family circumstances. He had young children. Yeah, just the, the stress that was associated with life and health um, problems would have been difficult. Anthony as a patient, I don't want this to go to his head, but I think he is amazing. Um, it's just been beautiful to see his progression um, and to see how motivated he is. And he has become an outstanding advocate and support person to other people um, who are perhaps looking down the barrel of having to start dialysis or on dialysis and struggling. I've been on dialysis for about five years, down on six in January. I come in at night time, drive in on my own, so I'm here for about nine hours through the night. Yeah, it's pretty time consuming really. You just, you just get set into a routine and yeah, it's pretty much just got to do it, I suppose. I come in, wash my hands, um, then I try and lay everything out, prepare it all, sit and wait for the machine to do its thing while I'm doing all my preparations to, to set myself up for the night. Before I went done the training at the back, I kind of watched the nurses, how they did it, and I pretty much just taught myself. So when I went out the back, to train. Um, instead of doing it in six weeks, I think I was done in four weeks. So, you know, I was able to go home a lot earlier than most patients. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It was pretty scary at first. And then, I well, know, you put, just got to take charge of it, I suppose. Yeah, then I just connect up to the machine and it just uh, comes out of the arterial pressure, comes around into the filter, then um, it catches itself in the bubble catcher and it comes back into the um, venous then, so. Pretty much do it for myself, really, most of all, because uh, 
Yeah, it sounds a bit selfish, but if I can't do it for myself, then I won't be able to do it for my kid in, in the long run. So it's pretty much, I come first, then, you know what I mean? He's, he's there kind of thing. So I've got to look after myself so I can do my responsibilities, priorities, so. Like going 10 pin bowling with him really, something different instead of, you know, it's always football with me and him or with, we're wrestling and stuff. So yeah, I just like chilling out with him really, play a bit of war zone together, so. Nah, he's cool. He's a good kid. I've had no problems with him. He's awesome. Nocturnal dialysis isn't new. It's something that's been going on for quite a while. But I guess we're unique here in that we have set up this building so the patients can come and use the facility by themselves without staff. When we do this in another facility as well, we have a patient use a Sherberg Hospital overnight. We have a patient that uses the hospital there and they're completely independent with their care but inside a hospital building. Nocturnal dialysis empowers patients because they are free to do what they like during the day. Most people do it at least three nights a week but most people do it every second night so they have less fluid restrictions they have less dietary restrictions. Some people are able to maintain, you know, full-time jobs because it frees up, up their day and they're not on a dialysis machine three days a week for five hours. The nurses here in the renal units, they're probably, I don't know, I don't want to say better, but, you know, they're a lot more polite a patient. You know, they see the same patients every day pretty much, so they'd rather see you do better than bad, so they try and push you in the right direction. Kidney would probably be better, I don't know. But a few of the patients reckon you don't realise how sick you are until you have another kidney, so. It's a pretty much like a silent killer, you know. It's not like a heart attack, you get pain in the heart. It's, I felt like I had the flu. And then, you know, I didn't go to the hospital for about four or five days later, because I kept fighting it. And then, then pretty much left it too late, and almost left it too late, so. If I could tell anybody anything, um, don't, don't be forced into something you don't want to do. So if you need to be healthy, be healthy instead of getting the doctors, because you ain't going to like it when the doctors tell you the truth that you need to you know, go to the gym and do whatever. So just, yeah, try and work on yourself before it's too late. Don't, you know, don't, don't save it for the last minute because you might not have that minute. The Clive Berkhofer's dialysis unit is now about a year old. Previously, we were working off from the main renal unit, but uh, due to the space, confidentiality, uh, patient care, all of those factors prompted us to move into a bigger unit. The greatest advantage uh, of this type of dialysis is empowerment. Tony is unique, uh, Anthony Crump. He used to be on nocturnal dialysis at home at Oki, but because he's recently moved in to live with his parents and uh, there are too many people at home, he's no longer able to continue to dialyze at home at night. And that's what we refer to as nocturnal dialysis, is dialysis at night. And with Tony's body weight, we were struggling to maintain his um, clearances on dialysis, whereby we are removing adequate level of the um, 
kidney toxins. We couldn't do it in five hours. So we had to really get him back onto eight hours dialysis in order to achieve optimal clearances. And the only way we could do it was through nocturnal dialysis. And uh, being in the new unit, it was quite innovative um, where the nursing staff came up with the idea whether we could just start dialysis here uh, for Tony as a nocturnal patient. And I have to really commend uh, Josie as well, who's our nurse unit manager. It can be quite isolated, but there is a buzzer he can buzz for in case there's any crisis overnight when he's doing his own dialysis treatment. He was already doing it at home, so it was really uh, second nature for him. We had to just make sure that uh, it was a safe environment and we had all the buzzers um, necessary in case there was a crisis for crisis management. Um, and with the eight hours dialysis, this is uh, particularly relevant in Tony because he's going to be a future transplant candidate. And he's currently been down to PA hospital and uh, hopefully will get a transplant in the near future. I do nocturnal and I'm trying to encourage a lot of the you know, younger people to try and do the eight hours instead of doing five. It's more better and, you know, it's frees up a lot of their, they got more time for the day, really. Most of my time here, I was pretty much just trying to lose the weight to get on the transplant list. So hopefully I can, you know, once I get a kidney, I can go back to work. So that's, that's pretty much my goal, really, is to go back to work. I don't know, you just feel more in control probably because it's, you're taking care of your life, really. Like, you know, it's not in the, it's pretty much not in the hands of somebody else. You, you know, if I do something wrong in here, then, you know, it affects me. It's not, you know, you can't pass the blame to the other person because it's my problem. So, you know, so that's, I don't know, if that's, if that's how they feel. I don't really feel any power or anything when I do it. But yeah, it's just, to me, it's routine, normal thing every, every second day for me. Like, it's part of my life. It's who I am. So. I can't change the fact that, you know what I mean, I've got to come here every second night and do it. So, so it's, it's like a job, you just do it, because you have to, really. Uh, I'm all done now, so I just head home, get my boy ready for school and make him some breaky. He said to me one day that he feels like his life is on the right path because of dialysis. He feels like if dialysis hadn't have happened, he maybe might have taken a more destructive life path. Yeah, I, I think that's really, yeah, significant. <laughs> Clinical Excellence Stories is proudly produced by Clinical Excellence Queensland. We encourage you to continue the conversation by following us on Facebook and letting us know of any improvements, big or small, that are making a difference for your communities. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you digest your podcasts.